You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Hey, good evening and happy new year. This is Andre Ebron, the founder and the host of the Drawing Board Podcast. I like to say I hope you're getting the new year started off correctly. Uh, We are seven days into the new year. You see, I got my water. I'm drinking my water, all right? I know you normally see a Pepsi there. I have one or two of those every so often, but hey, we definitely are getting the water. As I always promise you, quality information with quality guests. And I'm starting the new year off with some gentlemen that are actually shaking the world with their service, their community service, and collaboration. They are shaking the world with their entrepreneurship, creative and innovative ideas. And listen, I want to welcome to the show tonight, let's put our hands together and receive Dave Woods of Enjoy Detroit! And listen, S-Boy Printing, anything that you need for your mark, like full-service marketing firm, anything that you need, S-Boy is your guy. And also, to my left, I got Marvin Pete. That sounds like a basketball name, right? <laughs> Marvin Pete. I heard he got a jumper. Can he shoot? Okay, he can dribble. Right, he, can right. dribble. He, can dribble. <laughs> he can dribble. He can dribble. He can dribble. Not a shooter, bro. Not a shooter. Okay. But listen, of uh, joining forces with Kings, and you also own brand, which you're a founder of. Named- CEO. CEO, and listen, it has all of these zeros after it, millions and millions and millions, right? Or as we say, racks upon racks upon racks. That's how we do it. So you got to have, you got to be financially sustainable in order to impact the community. And you, he might be out of shot or out of the camera, but this guy brings the laughs and the comedy. Go ahead and give it up for Dev. What's your, what's your uh, stage name, Dev? Uh, you can just call me S Boy Dev. S Boy Dev, okay. So S Boy Dev is in the house. So S Boy is a family. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've been seeing S Boy Reese, S Boy. Okay, I mean, I might have to become part of the crew, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, okay. S Boy Ebron, that's how we do it. So listen, man, it's the new year. How y'all feeling? Man, I'm blessed. Good man, feeling good. Yeah, yeah. So man, tonight we want to start the year. I believe that if we're going to see the greatest impact in 2020, it's going to be about our service to community and our willingness to collaborate with others to impact lives. Right. right? Yes, and so, man, I've had the pleasure to serve with you guys and to sit back and kick it like uh, down at Enjoy Detroit, right. man, down there off of Franklin or S-Boy. Like, man, you're having prayer and conversations. I see you have your annual event in, you know, in the community. Talk to me, right. Dave. What you got going on in the community? So the first the first thing, can we pray before we? Uh, oh, we say? absolutely can. Oh, yeah. Yes, Go sir. Lay, we can lay, pray. Go ahead. Lay us in there. All right. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for my brothers that are here tonight. I thank you for, Father God, the first podcast of the year. Lord, we pray that the words of our our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. I thank you for the destiny and the purpose that you have for us this year. Lord, we surrender ourselves as meat for the master's use as instruments that can be a demonstration of your glory. I thank you that any needs that my brothers have represented here or those listening, God, we thank you that all of our needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ. 
Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that anything that has been formed as a weapon against us, we decree and declare, Father God, that it will not work according to Isaiah 54 and 17. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that your word says in Jeremiah 33 and 3 to call upon you and that you would answer us and show us great and mighty things that we know of not. And Lord, in line with what we're talking about tonight, your word says in Matthew 18, if any two touching as agreeing on anything on this earth, that it shall be done of the Father which is in heaven. So, Father God, we decree by faith that we believe it to be so. And, Lord, blessings upon blessings upon blessings rest upon our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes, sir. So, listen, that is how Dave starts and finishes every interaction. I can stop by the office where he, he might be working. He'll come from behind there and say, you know, Brother Dre, let's get this prayer in. Right. Or it'd be prayer and conversation. And before the brothers leave, we link up and we pray. And each brother has the opportunity to share and to pray. And, man, I told you before, man, I appreciate what you're doing for the community and specifically what you're doing for the men. Because where is there a safe place for men to dialogue and to share without judgment, right. but also get some foundational truth based upon the word of God? Right. Yeah, yeah, man. So I, man, I'm telling you. you, man, what you're doing is phenomenal. Right. And I always say, I'm not saying this to gas you up, but to just honestly tell the world, listen, if you want a young guy that is making a huge impact in the city of Detroit, future mayor of Detroit, go ahead and shout you out. Yeah. 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 Who is and one of the one of the things that I'll share, man, Dave, is that you are a do something person, like a problem solver entrepreneur. And like, that's why I love being connected, man. Cause if you hear of a need that somebody has, like you don't allow that to just sit idle. Right. You're going to connect people to where they need to go, direct people to where they need to be. And everybody that comes around you, you make them an entrepreneur. Yes. Like literally I watched that. I sat back even before I started coming down there. I watched the moves that you're making. Like, man, this guy is making some moves. Right. And then we happen to see each other down in Dallas, Texas. Right. Yes. And so I'm sitting, I'm sitting, we're, we're worshiping, right? We're getting ready to go into the main worship session down with Bishop Jakes. We was in Tampa, Florida. Oh, Tampa, Florida. Yeah, yep, not Dallas, yep, Texas. Yep. Uh, we were in Tampa, Florida. And I'm sitting there, we're getting ready to get seated. And in walks Brother Dave. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my man from the D. What's going on? And it makes the worship experience, you know, uh, that more rich mm-hmm. because you get a chance to see somebody where you're from. And man, it, yeah, it's a blessing. So, let me let me ask, man, Marv, JFK. Talk to me about it. What is JFK? So JFK, man, it was uh it's important for me to start JFK because it uh focused on like changing the narrative. This black man. Like a lot of times uh on media news, you see they try to create their own narrative for us. And usually the narrative is negative. Right. Like we don't take care of our kids, uh we can't work together. Uh, things of that nature. So it was big for me to start that because we're creating our own narrative. Like black men, uh, one of the events we did was a flash mob. Right, right. So a lot of black men dressed up in suits, uh, was clean. A lot of men black, uh, dressed up in suits was clean. And we, uh, went downtown, took pictures and put it all on social media just to create that narrative and space that we're professional. Right. You know, we could work together. We could be together. We could grow together. Oh, yeah. I happened to be down there that day. Oh, yeah. And uh, listen, that breeze coming off of that water, that was a serious... Yeah, it was cold. It oh, was cold. Yeah, but, <laughs> man, listen, the pictures came out great. Uh, the connectivity and just the interaction among black men uh, to converse. It was actually, it ended up being, uh, and I know you took note of this, but it ended up being an international event. 
because mm. there was a brother who was here for I can't remember what the event Ghana. for. It was a marketing event. And he came, he flew in for the marketing event, but he heard about what JFK was doing. Okay. And he was from Africa. What part of Africa was he from? Because it, it was a brother that went to the Forbes uh, event with us. And he yes. was from Ghana. From Ghana. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So yeah. that brother, he was from brother, Ghana. Uh, Jaja. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, brother Jaja. So your first event with JFK ends up crossing international waters. Man, right. man that's, And then it was yeah. big because it, it turned out bigger than we thought it was. Okay. Uh, we end up getting a news uh, report from Michigan Chronicles. Right. That was big. Um, um, yeah, it was big. So here's a question that I have for all of you all. And, Dev, I know you bring in the laughs, man, but in your comedy, like, your comedy portrays so much of life, and it provokes people, right? So mm-hmm. I've seen some of your comedy sketches that challenge the way that men and women interact, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen some of the comedy sketches where it's talking about if you grew up in a single-parent household, how your mama would respond. And it reflects so much of real life of what people are actually, you know, experiencing. Mm -hmm. So, man, talk to me, like, why is comedy the vein that you find most comfortable? Um, It's really just something that, like, I just always been funny. Okay. And uh, I ended up up flipping it and calling myself a content creator. I refer to myself as a content creator um, just because... Just all around the camera, I'm just really good in front of it and behind it, and that's what I'm doing with S Boy TV. Okay. Uh, yep. So that's why I refer to myself as S Boy Dev, successful brother. You've delivering eclectic visuals, so my whole name means something. Right. With the company. So, um, and basically, what we're doing is bringing that same personality out of people to life. But now I'm in control. But me doing it for six years in front of the camera, I'm able to bring that out of somebody now. So. Oh, that's excellent. So I know there are a lot of people on social media and content is hugely important, right? Talk to me about that because I've I've watched people who, and literally they swear up and down they have a brand, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but the content or the rate uh, that they disseminate content, Mm -hmm. like talk to me, how important is content in building a brand? Content is actually one of the, I think, I really think it literally determines everything. And I say that because what you post uh, can like really change your clientele just from posting the wrong things or even posting the right things. So a lot of people, um, might have a brand and they stand for something and they don't know what they stand for can really bring them clientele. So, uh, if I'm a guy that, um, let's say, uh, got a clothing line, right? Okay. And my clothing line caters to guys, right? Right. But, he, uh, just that, like Marv being passionate about bringing black men together, you can bring that and push that as your marketing scheme and bring it all in one. But so, and then doing that, it will help because on a bad day, you stand for that. And on a good day, you stand for that. You won't get caught up in making the wrong decision. So. Oh, that's good. So that ends up being your strategy to draw that particular audience. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, man, that I I enjoy about content and one of the things I'm working on Mm -hmm. is like, you can have a lot of people like your stuff. You know, they like it, they like it, they like it. But then how, and I don't, if this is something that is, uh, specific to something you market as uh, within your brand that people actually pay you for, mm. then feel free to say, you know, Ebron, they can contact me at, you know. Right. Yeah. But how do you take the um, the traffic and transfer that traffic into engagement, that engagement into profit? How do you do that? Right. And that's where uh, 
that's what I was saying about doing something that you're really passionate about. Okay. Because your fan base would be some people that support you instead of people that just watch for laughs. So, for example, I do comedy. So when people scrolling down my timeline, they don't care. It's so many people that do comedy. So they just get their laugh. They might not even like. And if they do, it's just a like and keep scrolling. So how to keep people on your page. You got to really be strategic about it. And that's why you got to come to S-Boy. Okay. Tap in. Fair enough. Brand Absolutely. development. Let's get so it. So, Dave, man, talk to me. <clears throat> Um, here's something else that I've noticed um, in watching your brand is that you have a knack at pulling everybody from every direction to center it around like one activity. Like, how do you reach out and get people to collaborate who otherwise would not even be in the same room? Right. Um, just turning a negative into a positive and always being original. And never forget where you came from. And I, I even pray to God to, you know what I'm saying, to, for me to still have that aura of letting people know, like, I, I, I didn't always have it together. Okay. You feel me? Right. And, and just still be able to, you know what I'm saying, um, be myself and still support, uh, where I came from and the lifestyle I came from where I could show other people and pull them out of that. Because okay. at the end of the day, it's it's like we all born into systems and different systems in Detroit where we can we can be in a neighborhood where it's abandoned, where we selling drugs. That's all a system right. where violence and people tearing each other down or even going to school where they telling us young black men or, um, you don't say, you know, the millenniums where, oh, you're not going to be nothing. You're not going to be nothing in life, right. you know, because. Another kid might have frustrated you, but you're taking it out on the whole class. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You, it can be whites, Asians, Chaldeans, blacks. But at the end of the day, it's systems um, that's in place to tear us down and to make revenue right. about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of these stigmas, people is making they making money behind it. It's a, it's a job for them. Right. So, um, like I said, I just wanted my, uh, my life and for what I'm doing. To be a platform to be able to give back and heal other people and formulate unity. So things that I speak into existence and things that like um, Dev was speaking on, that you got to be true with what you do. Okay. And that's how you can actually bring everybody together. And that's where our brand is evolving around. Enjoy Detroit. That's good. So that's the message behind Enjoy Detroit. Yeah. Now tell me, man, what's your why? Like, so I'm, I'm watching all of the excellent things that you do. And the lives that you're touching, but what's your why? Like, what motivates you? Like, okay, I'm gonna be this guy to do this. Because uh, it was a lot of opportunities that I was lacking as a kid, so I never wanted to be that that man that developed or that person to walk past other people. Because I can I can see I can see other people and look at them. I've been in the same predicaments, so. I wanted to be that person that I hope for and that hero to reach back to me like, hey, give me opportunity. So I didn't receive that. So that bitterness or that negativity, I turned that into a positive, you know, to be able to reach back and heal and help other people. All right. And talk to me because these two gentlemen, I have seen them, man, and uh, they've kind of in some way been a brother, but also being a protege. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. talk to me. What is it like for you all, like being around Dave and getting a chance to, you know, be there to support the vision of Enjoy Detroit and S-Boy? And I'm going I'm to let, let Dave speak on that end, um, Marv, JFK, where even like the relationship, how me and Dave built, where um, 
you know, being young, that's why it's important to watch what you do and be a leader because you never know who watching. That's right. And I didn't ever know how uh, much of attention Dad paid attention to me as I grew into uh, my purpose. And that motivated him where he, he came to the store, he supported us, he supported the brand, um, and he kept coming back like, man, I want to be a part of this. Like, I see myself being, you know, in a position and I want to do, I want to, I want to do good for my community. Yeah, I right. want to get back to my city. I want to be able to inspire other young people that's coming up behind me. And he kept knocking at my door. He kept showing up to the community events. He kept, uh, patronizing the business and he's young. Right. He's, he was around 13, 14 years old having that type of mindset. Right. And that came from, the, the leadership that the movement was instilling, like my teammates, the staff, the customers, the brand, the company. And from that, now, now he's able to, you know what I'm saying, um, utilize his platform and the purpose that he's driven in, you know, and his skill level and his trade to be able to help grow the business as well and grow itself. Right. Also, oh, it ends up being reciprocal. Yes. Meaning that the, the, the business that was feeding you and growing your mindset, you've now taken the talents that you've developed to come back and to give to help grow what blessed you. Yes. Right. So there are so yeah. many people who partake of visions, like whether it is a faith based, excuse me, faith based vision or whether it's a business and they've grown from partaking of that. And then when they come up, they disappear. Right. Right. But what you're showing is the actual nature of the relationship should be is, well, you should feed what's feeding you. Yeah. Right. That's good, man. And listen, yeah. so we're going to unpack something you said. You said grow into your purpose. We're going to unpack that. But, Dev, tell me, how did that how, – how was it a blessing, man, to, to be a part of the movement? Um, it's, really, it's really surreal. And I, uh, I say that – I say it and I mean it. And I mean it just because, like – it's hard to believe, like just coming up, not having a, uh, like a, a father figure that can, re- that I really can truly look at and say, like, did I want to be like that guy? Yeah. Um, so just in that search of it, it was kind of keeping me close and it was just like, wow, this is really happening. And a lot of the stuff you see is usually on TV and it's almost like not believable. So like, um, I always say like, Dave, like Detroit Nipsey hustle. And okay. I say that. And we're going to show that. And that's my goal to give back. So what I was seeing in Dave, I only see that because I live in Detroit and live in this area. But I need the world to see this. So I'm like, I'm steady, like hitting Dave, like, yeah, we're going to get your speaking together, bro. We're going to get it everywhere. We're going to get it everywhere. And we will. And we're going to see that 2020. So absolutely. Let's go. So, Mark, tell me, man, CEO, where was that birthday? Oh, yeah. So CEO, man, (laughs) I, uh, I started being an entrepreneur three years ago. This is going on my third year. Okay. So with that, like me being an entrepreneur, I just, I, I couldn't work for nobody, man. Like I always had an issue with working for somebody, so I decided just to pick up some clippers. Okay. Cut here. So I actually came to Dave. Like how I met Dave, I was in barber school, and I saw like events and stuff they was doing, like free haircuts to the homeless and this and that. I'm just like, I want to do that. Then everybody talked about it during Detroit, so I'm like, yeah, let me see, see what they bought. Okay. And what's crazy was when I first like came around, I just thought, oh, they just, you know, doing a couple of events just to do it. And then once you like start coming around and being around all the time, you're like, oh, this, like this really from the heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the CEO brand, that's all it was at the moment. 
like all I thought about was cutting hair. Like I, I talked about it a few times at our uh, parent conversation. Like I lost myself chasing money. So that's all I thought my purpose was. Oh, I'm going to cut hair. I'm going to make money and make a living. I got around Dave, got around Enjoy Detroit and the whole movement. And then I listened to like motivational speakers like Inky Johnson. Okay. And I got to realize that your purpose on life is not just for yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's to help other people. And that being around Dave, like really helped me with that. Dave, uh, Inky Johnson, Eric Thomas, they helped me realize that. So all my movements and everything I try to do, I actually like look under Dave or look after Dave. Like a lot of, um, a lot of information and a lot of, uh, advice I, I need, I go to Dave for that. So with JFK, I'm honestly like getting advice from Dave on how to build that up, how he built Enjoy Detroit. Right. And like he said, it's like, you don't build something up and then go away. You build it up and you still stick with your brothers and feed who feeding you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So JFK to me is is something I'm building up, but it's going to be under Enjoy Detroit. So we're doing our thing as a collect unit. Oh, that's good. So Enjoy Detroit become, becomes the mother company. Mm-hmm. And then the other businesses become subsidiaries of Enjoy right. Detroit. That's right. awesome. So here's the thing that you said, Dave. You said... Um, that Dev was coming around and he watched you grow into your purpose. And as you as you listen to Marv and you listen to Dev, that what you were doing at the time ends up being an answer for young people to follow. Because no matter what they were searching, whether it was uh, Marv searching and discovering purpose, if it was Dev, you know, looking for a father figure, like, and at the time you're doing what you're doing just from your heart. Right. And it ends up being an answer to these young brothers. It builds their life. And now those that follow them have an example. And you've multiplied yourself. You got little Dave's, not, you know, not right. technically. No, of course, they had their own personality. I mean, yeah, had their own personalities. But the principles that you stand on end up being multiplied in the lives of others because you took the courage to stand. Right. And so, man, every time I get a chance, you know, we can. I was telling my teachers uh, before we went on break. And because sometimes when you're doing the work and you're so engrossed in the work because it comes from your heart, right. you don't get a chance to see like the impact that you're making because you're, you're forging forward toward the vision that you see. It's all about actualizing, materializing the vision. Right. right. And like, man, Detroit, as it's categorized as it relates to school and other uh, things, as you know, to you, <clears throat> did did you know, of course, you know that Detroit is one of the most challenging school districts in the nation. Mm. Right. Yeah. I so, found that out from. Yeah. So when you when you talk about Detroit, you talk about other urban areas like L.A. and Chicago, and you know though, and um, you know, and in Florida. But what we have to realize, and this is something I shared, I want your perspective on this, is that it all depends on what perspective you take of where you are. So I told the teachers, I said, listen, you don't don't allow your perspective to make somebody else view themselves as a victim. Right. Because right now they're they're coping, they're fighting through, they are resilient, and you got people in the community that's fighting for uplift. Right. So what do you think is the importance of perspective in doing community work? Just just like I said, if you um if you show yourself that you're so high up and you can't relate to the people, and that's why it's a blessing for me to showcase my my vulnerability. Okay. The things that I've been through in my life. To show other people when you reaching out in the community that, like, we all coming from the same boat. Yeah. We all, you know what I'm saying? But I might have went a different direction, 
but we all in the same boat together. And and we all can relate to each other where I can say, hey, my father wasn't in, in my household because, like like you said, it's a system. It's a stigma. Right. So they pulling our fathers out where they got to work so hard to go, you know what I'm saying, to find money, put food on the table, mm-hmm. you know, get caught up in the wrong um the wrong system, you'll be put you'll be put away. You'll be in jail. Right. Or you might be in a system of the graveyard. Right. Where a lot of people is falling from the wayside. So then, you know, even it goes back to if the father is in the household, would you can't get on welfare? Is that is That's that right. Yeah. So back in the day. Yeah. I mean, even exists still now. It still exists now. Yeah. Because when you talk about poverty rates, uh, when they examine the household for the woman, they start to look at her income. Okay. But if there's a man present, then they may deny her access to those resources mm-hmm. because the expectation is that he should be providing enough to sustain your house. Right. Yeah. I've, I've had, before I was an educator, I was a social worker. Okay. So I've had people who, once you earn a certain income and it depends on what worker you have. Right. If you are so much over the income limit, then they'll deny you benefits. But the, but the actual employment that they may qualify for based upon their educational level won't be enough to sustain where they what they have. So like it was a family household of four. Uh the mom ended up finding employment. She went back to school, but the employment that she could find was Wendy's. Okay. And they told her, hey, you are making too much money for your household. So you have a choice. You can either keep working and we cut your benefits, or you can stop working and we'll keep your benefits. Right. And she looked me in my eye and told me, said Mr. Ebron, I want to do everything I can to better my family, but I cannot afford to get my benefits cut. And right. so she stopped working. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what a lot of people in our city is going through. Right. Where they, where they like, these benefits is consistent. Like the job mm-hmm. is not consistent because the job can actually, you can lose your job. You can, right. somebody can replace you. So they looking at, they trying to weigh the options like, should I, uh, keep the job or should I keep my benefits? And I know for sure how to, you know what I'm saying, uh, apply myself to the system. Absolutely. And it's guaranteed. So, Dave, let's talk, man. And jump in, fellas. Like, what systems do you see at work, like, right now? Because I heard you talk about uh, you talk about the grave system. You talk about the educational system. Like, what systems are you seeking to disrupt and change? The systems right now, uh, we looking to get people out that poverty stage with mentorship. Okay. Uh, education, uh, uh, re- uh, revitalization, where we going in our communities and we really actually putting, uh, businesses. We, that's what we want to do. We want to put businesses. We want to put sustainable homes. We want to put, um, stores in our neighborhoods that actually going to give back. Okay. Cause like me, as I grew up, uh, when my father, um, opened up different businesses when he came home from prison, cause he did not want to get caught back up in the system. And when I seen um, the way we was operating the business, you know, at a, me at a young age and looking over my father's shoulder, we was giving back to the community constantly. We was hiring the people in the community, okay, mm-hmm. you know, in the neighborhoods. Right. And we was actually even the people that even like the drug addicts that was strung out on drugs, we even reached back to clean them up and give them a job, you know. And we mentored to them every day. We ministered to them. We uh we put on um, gospel music. We gave them um, the right healthy food to eat, mm-hmm. and we cleaned them up, gave them the right clothing, so he can actually 
present itself so people can look at them as somebody. So the things that I seen as I was growing up and like the good that I was taking, and you know what I'm saying, from the bad, and I learned from both. I got lessons from the good and the bad. Right. You know. So what do you think? So me, I want to uh, double back off what Dave was saying yeah. about um, – so I feel like people people get attracted into originality and stuff that comes from the heart. Okay. So I'm gonna uh book T D J T D Jake's uh crushing. Yes. And yes. the big thing that Dave mentioned is it's so important for people to understand, like I come from this. Like even though I'm where I'm at right now, I come from where where you come from. Like I've been crushed. God crushed me, but he used what I was crushed for to bring me up to where I'm at. So that's why I feel it's like so important to connect with people and get them to understand and not be so big headed when you get to the top. Get them to understand that that everything like that you're going through right now, I've been through. And a big system that I a big system I want to work towards uh, changing is entrepreneurship. Okay. And I say entrepreneurship because we're I feel we're stuck in this in this stigma where. We're supposed to work for somebody. We're supposed to be stuck in the systems. And that's not the case. Like, entrepreneurship in the black community need to be so big right now. And honestly, through the years, it's, it's been getting bigger. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. And yeah. that's that's really what I want to change and focus on is entrepreneurship. Yeah. Okay. So shifting the mindsets to ownership as opposed to working for someone else. Right. Because, like, we do – we like, because that right there is going to be a work within itself, but we got to learn how to keep the dollar in our community. Okay. So we can actually be able to sit at the table with the whites and the Asians and the Chaldeans and any other culture um, where we can sit and we can like, hey, this is what we bring into the table and we can all be equal. Because me being in the community day, day in and day out, 365 days a year, and constantly just keeping my foot in there, you know, doing the work. It's like it's so much you can keep telling people, but they need financial stability. Right. They need financial freedom. Right. So at the end of the day, we can give them so much where uh, people pull up, they give them blankets, they give them, um, they give them food constantly, they give them clothing. A lot of that stuff they reject because the thing they need transportation. They right. need money to to actually, you know. Go somewhere and and fund and support other people because they it's people living on the streets, but their kids still go to school. That's right. So it's like they need money to pick their kids up. They need transportation. They need other resources than clothing and like food and uh, little you know care packages with health kits. Right. So like I said, uh, we can entertain them for so long, but we really need to give them that opportunity to change their lives around. So they can support themselves. Then yeah. when you know people that has different addictions, you know what other treatment that they need. That's why it's important to speak and ask them questions. Like, what do you need from me? Not what I think you need from me. But what I, do you actually what need? What do you actually need? And that's 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 big right there. That's one thing. Uh like I can honestly say, like before hanging with Dave and then Joy Detroit and the whole movement. Uh, coming around like when you see the homeless and stuff, you always think, "Oh, they about to ask me for some money, or they they about to if I give them some money, they about to go buy some drugs." So you'll kind of like walk past them, and you kind of got the mindset like they not regular people. 
Right. So mm-hmm. I did an event with Dave, and he, he like, changed my whole narrative on that. So now I actually sit down and talk with him. Like, I was going to the Nike store downtown one day, and the guy was uh, asking for some change. Instead of, like, just giving him money, I actually sat down there and talked with him and had a conversation with him and heard his story. And they're they're just like us. Absolutely. It could just be one one little incident they go through that end up bringing them off to the wrong direction. Right. Yeah, and they all they need is yeah, that. They say in the nation that most people that are living check to check are actually one check away mm-hmm. from being homeless. Right. Yeah. So I mean, when you think about it, everybody has a story, everybody has a narrative, and nobody sat in their room or as a child and said, "This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to be living on the streets." Right. Or I want to be addicted to some substance. So life's factors kick in. Things happen. You can't say what you would or wouldn't do yeah. because you haven't lived their life. You right. know, and so I watched Dave, man, personally. There was a good gentleman who came to prayer and conversation. And I watched Dave feed this gentleman. I watched Dave give this guy clothes, make sure that he was warm for where he needed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, made sure he, he got all the nourishment he needed. And what I could tell in the interaction is that he felt value. And I think that's what I witnessed uh, from all of you gentlemen from hanging around is that you look at every person as a person of value. And when we change the narrative of how we look at black men, when we change the narrative of how we, you know, look at the community and our responsibility to engage, when we use laughter, you know, of course, I'm going biblical on you. So mm-hmm. laughter, laughter doeth good as a medicine. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And so when you laugh, those endorphins go through your body and produce right. healing agents, you know, right. that actually cure disease and infirmity. Right. So, man, listen, all of these things synergistically working together, right. it's a powerful force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing, too. Reason why we uh we relate to the men a lot because we are men right. and we do bring other women in to relate to the women and that we do a lot of women events as well so we don't just do man prayer and conversation we do women prayer and conversation we do a lot of support to help uh you know support our women because we gotta empower our women because mm-hmm. of the systems and the stigmas and the mistakes that. You know, the systems made us black men do to our women mm-hmm. that was here before we even was birthed here. Uh, JFQ on the way. Right. So so like oh, okay. so like like I said, um, that's why it's so it's so much work that we need to do. And but we need to work with the men so we can be kings and we can be anchors for our queens mm-hmm. and our women at the same time. Okay. And um because like you said, like well, laughter, it heals the body, but yes. b- bitterness brings cancer and all s- other things that will harm and destroy us. And that's why it's so important for us to have that space and come together and trust one another to be vulnerable. Yeah. Just like I didn't have it all together. I went through a lot growing up and, it, you know, and I had to release a lot of that because I wanted my father in my life. I ha- I never even, he, we never even got a chance to even teach each other how to change a tire or change the oil in the car. So like them things, the things that I missed out with my father that we didn't have that, that, that certain relationship, you don't say I'm going to instill that into other men. And I, if I can be that, that, that father figure or that leader in their life to reach back and show them the things that I missed out on. And that's, that goes right there for me not to be bitter because a lot of people walk around bitter and don't do things for other people because of what, they experience in their childhood. Right. You know, as growing up. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. we got we got to release that in a certain type of way, and that's what JFK doing. Well, uh, with Marv and the, uh, the Detroit father, um, DK, Yo, DK and Dev, absolutely, you know Andre E. Brown. So and other organizations and other kings and leaders and great women, queens and other mm-hmm. business owners. Like we all need to work together. Even the youth, the yep. youth is making a oh, tremendous comeback. Mm-hmm. Right. Man. Yeah. Talk about it, Dev. Uh, so yeah, uh, just speaking for the youth. Um, even with the men's prayer and conversation, uh, a lot of youth aren't heard. And we're really not heard when we don't have a platform. Okay. And we really not heard by older people, our peers. And I mean, like older people, sorry. And sometimes our peers, but really the older people. So it's like, even, I even make jokes about it in my comedy skits. And I do that to show it because I know I do, like, I post on Facebook too. So I'd be wanting all the older people on Facebook to see. All right. So listen, shout, yeah. shout out to everybody that's on Facebook. Dev just called us old, y'all. He called us old. Yes. And I post on there is because I wanted to show the disconnect of uh, just somebody that's a student coming out of high school. They tell somebody that older, they like, all right, what college are you going to? Like, why do you automatically assume that college is the route I want to take? Mm-hmm. So automatically, I shut down. It's like, uh, I actually was going to just, go get a job or something, get a job. And then they start going off. And it's like, when you start digging deep, it's like, what did you do after high school? You got a job. Right. So here's the thing though. So I got a question for you. Let's, mm -hmm. let's talk about it. Is that the older generation communicates wisdom and values in a certain way Mm -hmm. that the younger generation hasn't been prepared to hear. Right. Yes. So, uh, oral traditions is how wisdom used to be passed down where Mm -hmm. people used to gather around, and and it, and it was based upon how, you know, African chiefs and, you know, from our, our heritage where they you circle around, you sat down and wisdom was departed to you. Mm-hmm. And they groomed you and they grew you till you became a certain age and was mature enough to now act upon that wisdom. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the older people who used to do that, you know, they feel in the same way you feel like the, the youth's voice is not heard. Older people may feel like the youth are not listening. Yep, so how do we? So if wisdom stops talking, and young people are still moving, what is our next step? I think I think just both coming in with an ear instead of a mouth helps. That's good. And each Fine. conversation, um, because if you understand, because I, I, I look like the older people, I listen. They make sense. Like a lot of things make sense, but it's a lot of things that just are different now, just even with the whole change in social media. Right. Because I see a lot of older people look at what we post and be like, even my comedy skits, they'd be like, why are you wearing a bonnet acting like a girl? Like all this other stuff. And it's just like, yo, like you're not in this era right now. So you you didn't come up in this. So you wouldn't understand, but just, I could be doing something else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, just right. even just seeing me do skits. Like, what were you doing when you were 18? And then they get to saying, well, I was doing all types of stuff. It's like, so why is it a problem what I'm doing? So right. what what is good for you? You know what I'm saying? But if you would have came with an ear, you'd be able to understand that. Yeah. So, and just me having that understanding too, because a lot of older people, I started to realize just because these people are our parents and our grandparents, these people probably never dealt with their trauma and the things that they've been through. Mm-hmm. And in this era right now, in the youth, we are really bringing mental health to the forefront, like for real, like therapy, everything, all that is being talked about. And that was never a thing or accepted in the older generation. So I understand that. So when they speak, it's like uh, you got to have that understanding that sometimes what they're telling you is just something that they wish they would have done. Absolutely. Yeah. So they it's not. It's, yeah, yeah. So 
just having that ear instead of a mouth, that's kind of what the thing I'm pushing. So that's the thing I want to be disrupted with, just uh, bridging the gap, making us come together because we need mm-hmm. them and they need us. So. Yeah, man, that intergenerational wisdom uh, that the youth bring. So imagine I was having this conversation with my principal. I said, imagine having a young mind, just biologically. Mm-hmm. It, the, your, the brain matures at a certain rate, mm-hmm. right? But you're inundated with all of this information before your mind is mature enough to handle it, yes. right? Mm-hmm. But you also, because of exposure, have developed a way to maneuver around the systems that exist. There's a wisdom in that mm-hmm. that needs to be shared with. It's just like you could take a three-year-old, hand them your phone, mm-hmm. and they can manipulate it. And then you give it to a 67-year-old, and, like, and they don't know how to operate, right? got to skid on that. So, he, so here's what's interesting is that. You have a generation that needs more wisdom and has wisdom. And then you have another generation that's looking for, like, how useful am I, you know, to this generation? And so there's a failure to communicate. But I just believe through JFK and Joy Detroit, S-Boy, that it's creating that generational impact. And I've Mm -hmm. seen it at Men's Prayer and Conversation. So listen, fellas, we are near the hour, believe it or not. Yeah. Right. And so if we got to talk about what's coming up. Where can people follow you? What we got coming up next? I know men's okay. prayer and conversation. Yeah, yeah, men's prayer and conversation is January 18th. We actually going to do it at 6, 6 to 9, 15, where the the first hour we actually going to break bread. We're going to have dinner. Uh, dinner is going to be served by Jackson 5 Catering. All right. Shout out to Jackson <laughs> 5, 5 Catering. catering. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, they I'm always there right for now. us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and from six fifteen to seven fifteen, we actually gonna do financial literacy. Okay. So seven seven fifteen, uh, blessed financial we're actually gonna do the uh, financial literacy, and from seven fifteen to eight, so seven fifteen to eight fifteen, that's what blessing blessed financial literacy. Okay. Uh, where they gonna talk about financial literacy? So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to get the name right. <laughs> so um, from Eight fifteen to nine fifteen, we'll we'll be talking about investing in real estate. Okay. So basically, uh, we're gonna be praying and having a conversation about that, how we can heal ourselves, and like for us men to heal ourselves, we got to get financially stable. Yes. Because that's where our mind is just rumbling all around. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna shout out S Way Printing. Like S Way Printing was God God's gift to me to achieve my success in life. Amen. And I I written that. And put it on, um, made an image and I written that with prayer hands when I was 14 years old because I wanted to turn, um, some, like something positive. I wanted to, you know, be known for something positive at an early age because a lot of, of us young people and it was a lot of game banging going, going on around, you know, around that time about 15 years, 15, 16 years ago right. where it was very glorified. And I didn't want to, you know, be like my, you know, my surroundings. So I wanted to turn something. Uh, and you know, be, being positive. Mm-hmm. So that right there, birth for my success being in business, and not like when people are successful in business, they have to get back to their, their customers, their neighborhoods, their communities. Right. For you know, because we you shouldn't just drain the neighborhoods neighborhoods dry. We got to give back, so we got to nourish that as well too. So that's why it's important for us to give portions of our proceeds back to our neighborhoods and our communities and. To our to our people, right? And so, for me being blessed, that's why I was um, fortunate to be at a birth in Joy Detroit, turn into a brand to recognize ourselves in the community, then go from there, then birth other events. 
as well for us to feed the homeless, give back, and break the stigma of the neighborhoods where people was game banging, where, oh, I don't mess with that hood, I don't mess with that street, or I don't mess with them people. Okay, you know what? We're going to break that stigma, and we're going to go bless their neighborhood. We're going to go bless their street so we can be able to uh, make bygones be bygones, and we can throw everything in the past, and we can erase it and destroy it so we can lift each other up. So it's just a blessing for all the support that I'm getting from the youth, um, youth from the, uh, from the neighborhoods, from the community, from people all over the, you know, all over the nation. So everything is happening with unity and love and togetherness because like you said, it do be a struggle because we always taking the money out of our, out of our neighborhoods and out of our communities and taking it to other communities and the other communities do, does not give back. Absolutely. And that's why a lot of the, our black owned businesses be one paycheck away from just going out of business. Yeah. And I struggled with that before too. So I know what I'm, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Right. Absolutely. Man, I would love for you to, um, I would love for you either you to record it or write it out. I always give a challenge. So to all of my guests, I give a challenge, right? right. And so for you, Dave, man, I would love for you to unpack in like a very principled way or however God gives you, man, like for young people to know that you have to grow into your purpose. Right. Like for me, that takes, it creates a sense of urgency, but it takes the stress out because if I know that I can grow into my purpose, because the question generally asks is what is your purpose? And at that moment they want you, you should, they feel you should respond right then with exhaustive, like, this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that you have to grow into your purpose and you, you got to go from spot to spot, place to place to get there. I think that that does deserve some like, uh, like a, some programming around right. like growing into your purpose. Right. And, and I always say before you can get a ROI, you have to give an IOR. Right. And you know, that's information, opportunity and resource. And right. that's what S S boy printing is doing. And when you give information, opportunity and resource, then you can get your return of investment or return mm. on investment. Right. So yeah, I know that was a little Jesse Jackson this I know, yeah, but it's, nice. it's, it's all good. <laughs> so nice. yeah, let's let's uh go ahead man tell them where they can follow you at. Yep. And then uh, you I, know we gotta have you back on man because we have <laughs> we just scratching yeah. the surface. All right. So I'm uh I'm gonna go my name is David Woods. I'm the CEO of S-Boy Printing. You can follow me on S-Boy Printing. You can add Instagram, S-Boy Printing. You can go to Facebook, S-Boy Printing. You can go to Twitter, at S-Boy Printing. And you can follow us on Enjoy Detroit as well. Then Dev, he's starting a YouTube page for S-Boy TV, so you can subscribe to that. That's um, before the spring. We're going to get all that uh, tightened up. But, like, but we do have our Enjoy Detroit uh YouTube page, yeah, right? Subscribe so, to Enjoy Detroit YouTube. We're going to have S-Boy TV on Instagram, too, coming soon. And if you are a brand out there that needs content, any media, any commercials, anything you need, come to S-Boy TV. We got you. You got to let them know your comedy page, too. Oh, uh, Dev E-N-T. <laughs> All right. D-E-V-E-N-T. <laughs> All right. And, and Marv. Yes, yeah, so y'all can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my cut page, Marv1824. That's M-A-R-V-1824. Then JFK Detroit, Instagram uh, at JFK Detroit. Y'all can follow us on Facebook, JFK Detroit. And my co-founder, DK, he's not here right now. He's uh, dealing with some some health issues. You can follow him on Instagram at Detroit Father. You can also follow him on Facebook at DeMarcio Williams. 
So we're going to keep him in our prayers. And I want to say one more thing. Yeah. Uh, Like, that's why I say, like, Dave and, like, the whole Enjoy Detroit movement changed my, uh, like, the whole Enjoy Detroit movement changed my life, man, because, like he was saying, it's so important to get back to your community. Uh, Like, when I first started cutting hair, that's all I thought I was doing was cutting hair. Now I, I kind of found my purpose was you got to give back. So now half of the money I make cutting hair, I give back into the community. I give back to single moms. I give back to people in need for Christmas, people in, in need for New Year's. And that's Grocery. all yeah. from day. Grocery giveaways, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So listen, I need you to follow these brothers. And as I always say, your future is not behind you. It's not before you. It is within you. And I'm Andre Ebron, the host and founder of the Drawing Board Podcast. Inspire, motivate, and transform. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>